Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I am Paul Stevenson. We send birthday love today on June the 8th to Welsh songstress Gaynor Hopkins, better known as Bonnie Tyler. She is 71 years old today. And also birthday wishes are sent to Boz Skaggs, who is 78 years old. But for today's story, we go back to this day in 1967, when one of the greatest albums of all time hit the number one spot on the UK album chart. Yes, on this day in 1967, Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band went to number one in the UK to start a run of 27 weeks on top. It also spent 15 weeks at number one on the Billboard chart as well. Now, this album took more than 700 hours of studio time to record, which is pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Regarded as one of the earliest concept albums, Sgt Pepper's is regularly voted atop of greatest album polls, including those in the past conducted by the likes of Rolling Stone magazine and the UK's Music of the Millennium poll. And as of 2018, it was still the highest selling album in UK history. And to dive more into this legacy of the brilliant album, I'm joined by Dan from the Story Song podcast, who shares his thoughts and love of this masterpiece. Now, there's a thing that people say sometimes when they're talking about a great work of art, which is you don't understand the impact this had when it first came out. And that's true for me with Sgt. Pepper's. I wasn't around when it first came out. I wouldn't be born for several years afterwards. But there is something interesting that can happen when you discover something like that on your own and out of context. I discovered Sgt. Pepper's when my friend and I were looking through his dad's record collection. The first thing, obviously the cover. It's so compellingly bizarre. All we can think is, what is this? What are all these little details? What do they mean? I have to admit, I probably didn't realize those people were supposed to be famous. Maybe if someone had pointed that out, I would have recognized a few of them. But all we knew was they were just faces. There were these cardboard cutouts. There were dolls. There were these wax figures. There were all these little details in there. What is going on? So we put the record on. And, well, it blew our minds, not surprisingly. Now I know a lot about the album Sgt. Pepper's and how it came to be and why the Beatles made it and why they wanted to maybe be a different band, but I didn't know any of that. And I kind of wish there was a way I could go back and listen to it like I did that first time. It felt perfect. Like it was something that was made not by human hands. The way the songs melded into each other, especially at the beginning and the end, I'd never heard anything like that before, which is funny because I had heard the Pale Imitations first, but they never quite got it right. This was the first and still the best. We thought it was recorded live. (laughs) There's the sound of the audience cheering at the beginning and at the end, and we thought that was real. I remember between listens to the album, us talking about how it was amazing that the audience could be so quiet during the rest of the concert. Is it even possible to overpraise this album. Uh, It's arguably the first rock album. Before this, albums were just collections of songs. Uh, You could replace one with any other song that the artist had. Each song here was part of a whole. It's a singular work of art. Again, not knowing the backstory, we could just feel that. There was a self-assuredness that came through the speakers along with the music. We were like Richard Dreyfuss in Close Encounters. We were whispering, this means something to ourselves. We didn't know what exactly, but it meant something. The Beatles brought into existence how we think about a rock album and how we think about a rock band. The Beatles invented the idea of a rock band having a mythology around them. Not a gimmick, that had been done before, but a a lore 
uh, an expanded universe in modern terms. Yes, there was Ringo Starr, but there was also Billy Shears. Yes, there was John Lennon, but it was also the Walrus. Collect them all. There was, you could think about it in, in an expanded way. And the more you thought about it, the more there was to think about. The thing that I come back to is that afternoon in my friend's living room. We probably played the album about five times. At one point, we turned the speakers all the way up, and we hung upside down on the couch, giving ourselves head rushes, vaguely trying to simulate being high in the best way our junior high minds could fathom. We felt we'd found something we weren't supposed to know about, and yet we needed to know about it. Something sacred. The best argument for the greatness of this album was that I didn't know the backstory. I didn't know the impact that it had when it first came out. But just through the music, I felt that impact just the same. And a huge thanks to Dan there for sharing his personal story and thoughts about the Beatles' legendary album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Please check out Dan's show. It's called The Story Song Podcast, which looks deep into the history of narrative songs of all genres, providing comedy analysis and commentary on a whole host of songs. But that's it for June the 8th then. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about the moment a huge American star signed his record deal with Columbia Records that would lead to stardom. But until then, take care. Take care.